Before God does something, he often tells his prophets to, so they can warn the people, the church people. I was thinking about that today as I was reading in the book of Ezekiel. I know I have been given much insight into Antichrist and the coming of Jesus and the apostasy that is taking place in today's churches. And I have warned you over and over in these podcasts. I'll make it maybe more specific right now. We are living in the end times. And before Jesus can return for the church, the Apostle Paul said, the falling away the apostasy had to take place in the churches, and we are seeing it today. In this podcast, which I am going to write these scriptures out on our blog, where you can refer to each of these scriptures and consider all of these things carefully, our blog name is Jesus Ministries Exhortations, so you can go to that and see these scriptures which I will speak. But I'm warning you that the apostasy is already taking place in the church groups. How can we not see this? How is it possible for you to be a born-again Christian and not see what's happening today in the churches? All types of things have been added to the church groups. And some of you are sitting in apostate churches right now. And there's a terrible penalty if you're still sitting there when Jesus returns for the church. The most serious, one of the most serious apostate moments is calling the preacher reverend. There's no place in the Bible where he's called reverend. This was added to the church to glorify the preacher. A real servant of God, a real preacher, won't let this happen. They didn't call Paul reverend. They didn't call Peter reverend. They didn't call John reverend. They didn't call anybody in the New Testament reverend. There's one scripture about the word reverend, and it's in the Old Testament, and it says, holy and reverend is God's name. No man called himself reverend, but today they do call themselves reverend. They set themselves up as idols in their churches. A realtor that I had a few months ago told me about her nephew who was graduating from seminary to be a preacher. I almost said, Congratulations. She was going to the graduation service. But God stopped me. How will I know what this man will do when he comes out of there? Will he set himself up as reverend? Probably. Is he really put there in the church by God, by Jesus, as we read in Ephesians chapter 4? as an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ? 
Is he really set there by Jesus? I have no way of knowing that from any testimony that I've heard about this man. I haven't heard of anything that is of God that substantiates his calling or if there is a calling. I only know that he graduated from seminary. In 1975, I was born again, and oh, I wanted so much to know more about the Bible. I contacted Dallas Theological Seminary to, to enroll simply because I wanted Bible teaching. I wanted more Bible teaching. I was told in a very polite letter that they could not allow me to come to Dallas Theological Seminary because I was a woman. However, they said, you have an earned doctorate in education. We will let you come to the seminary and observe any class that we have and try to help our preacher boys because they are so bad at preaching that maybe you could help them to present the material better. I did go to a few classes at the seminary, but I don't remember anything anybody said. One, one uh, professor was teaching about fasting, and I said, oh, then a fast could be God stopping you from watching television for a season or stopping you from something like that. That thought occurred to me, that fast might be something other than giving up physical food. It could be stopping doing something that might be temporarily impeding your forward progress. Well, along the way, God showed me I was to be a minister. I had no thought whatsoever of being a minister. I didn't even know a woman could be. But he took me to scriptures to show me that other women are prophets in the Bible. He took me to scriptures to show me that prophets speak to the church. And in order to speak to the church and deliver the message, I would have to be able to speak to the church. So he convinced me that uh, the women that Paul talked of in 1 Corinthians 14 were disrupting the church service by asking questions. And he prohibited them from doing this, and I would too. I've seen that happen in church groups where they take over and ask questions, and I would stop it too if I had the power to stop it. But to deliver a message from God, to deliver a word of knowledge, a spiritual gift, a revelation... This is totally in order for a woman to do in the church. But we are living in the time where churches set up all types of doctrines which are set up by eyes of men and are not spiritual doctrines. And we are living in a time where they have fallen away from Scripture such as scripture concerning divorce and remarriage. And they are permitting all types of things that Jesus said would be adultery. 
We are living in a time where we are seeing the apostasy in the churches which had to happen before Jesus returns. This is what Paul said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Paul said, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first. I saw this back in 1982. God showed me that the falling away was not going to be people leaving churches. It was churches leaving Scripture. They would fall away from Scripture. Thus, the apostasy would come before Jesus returned. When they fell away from Scripture, that allowed the man of sin to be revealed in the church. That allowed sin to come into the church and be approved in the church. As they accepted homosexuals who were not repentant, as they accepted various forms of divorce and remarriage, which were adultery, these are the things that show you the Antichrist in the churches today. It says he opposes and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God. Not in the governments of men. He was coming in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. He was going to rule over the scriptures. He was going to remove offensive scriptures and set up another doctrine. We see it all the time. In this podcast, in the writing on our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations, in this specific podcast, I have listed many of these things which we see in the churches today, which are against or added to the New Testament by man and not approved by God in the Bible for the church. You can read these things for yourself and see them. There's a serious penalty on these churches that remove scripture or add things in a religious context when it is not in the New Testament Bible. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That was going to happen in churches that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. How in the world do you think they could go to a Catholic church except for strong delusion? This is the most blatant example that I know of, of adding religious-sounding things to their congregation and all sets of, sorts of things which are doctrines of devils, such as not allowing ministers to marry, such as refraining from eating meat on Fridays. These are doctrines of devils and doctrines of seducing spirits. And Paul said they would come in the last days. He said that in 1 Timothy chapter 4, that they would follow. In the last days, they would follow 
seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, forbidding marriage and forbidding them to eat meats. That's exactly what they do in the Catholic Church today. There's no such thing either in the Bible as lighting of candles in a religious context. There's no such thing as holy water in the context of the New Testament Bible. There's no such thing as having the ministers wear long robes, which they love to wear, and hats on their head, which show them to be special, and collars around their necks, and all sorts of religious garbs. That's not the New Testament Bible. Don't think for a second Peter and Paul did that. They just looked like other men. They came speaking the truth, and by that, they were recognized by the church. These are abominations, and there's a serious penalty for these actions, for staying in churches that do these things. My aunt was a Church of Christ member all her life, and before she died in 1982 or 3, she said to me, Joan, I know there are things wrong at the church. I didn't say anything to her because at that time, I did not have from God the message I'm speaking to you today. I didn't tell her to come out of that church. She knew things were wrong and she stayed in it. But later God gave me a dream showing me something. And I believe he showed me a penalty that's upon my aunt because she stayed there in that church knowing things were wrong. In this dream, I went into a room and there was a row of baby bassinets lined up down the wall. I walked in front of the bassinets and looked at the babies. They were horribly deformed. Each baby was horribly deformed. I got to the end of the row of the bassinets and there stood my aunt who was fully grown, probably 40 or 45, somewhere in that age category. But on her face were horrible spots and blemishes. I believe God was showing me a penalty on my aunt because she knew the truth, and yet she stayed in that church group, knowing that things were wrong. I have seen things many times that were wrong in church groups, doctrines that were wrong, especially doctrines, heard preachers preaching them. I've had to leave the church group when the doctrines were contrary to Bible. My aunt stayed there. My aunt was once taken into heaven. She told me about it. And she said it was all golden. She was very different from most people. I was taken into heaven twice, so I recognize what happens in it. I can't stay in a church where things are wrong. I don't ever look for wrongdoing, but when I see it, I have to leave because they won't change. I can't stay with them. There are a great many things done wrong in churches today. I have listed them for you on our blog, and I have listed all the scriptures. For example, there are some church groups that approve practicing homosexuals and lesbians. 
Romans chapter 1, verses 24 through 27, says in God's sight, they are given over to vile affections. Given over by God to vile affections. You can read that for yourself. There are many things listed in this writing on our podcast, on our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortation. The podcast is the current end-time message to the church. I've also spoken about this several times. You can go back and hear the other podcast if you're interested. One major thing that is violated over and over by churches is telling divorced women it's all right for them to remarry. When the Apostle Paul said a commandment of the Lord in 1 Corinthians 7, 10 and 11, Paul said, this is a commandment of the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or return to her husband and be reconciled with her husband. Let her remain unmarried or be reconciled with her husband. Yet today, churches everywhere are approving the marriage of remarriage of divorced women. Jesus said in Matthew 5.32, the man who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. That's not being taught. You're not taught that at church. I've never heard that taught at church. And yet it's in the Bible. But you see, it's our responsibility to know what's in the New Testament. And it's our responsibility to separate ourselves from those churches where wrong doctrine is set up. And we will each be judged by God for that which we do. So this is a warning that I present you. You can't do that. If you're going to receive a full reward, you have to go by the rules of the New Testament church in the New Testament Bible. And you have a Bible. You can read for yourself the New Testament and consider these things. Again, these scriptures and many others on on this subject are printed on our blog under the subject, the podcast subject, the current end time message to the church before Jesus returns. So you can look this up for yourself and consider it. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.